This is Bookshelf Banter, where you'll get to meet new indie authors. Be sure to check them out. You just may discover your new favorite author. Hi, guys. Welcome back to my next episode of Bookshelf Banter. Um, On this episode, I talked to Kindle Vela author Jessica Brown. Now, Jessica is an experienced Kindle Vela author, something that I'm looking to get into. So she schools me on the ins and outs of Kindle Vela. We reminisce about the days of yore when we used to have to plan our pee around commercial breaks. And she lets me know what her most prized possession is and why. Jessica, welcome to Bookshelf Banter. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing amazing. We just went out to dinner and I had two margaritas. So how are you doing? <laughs> you know, I wish I could say the same thing. Um, my my husband is taking care of our five-month-old son right now. So oh I'm kind of hiding in the room. <laughs> oh, you have a five-month-old. I do. Oh my yeah, he's, he's a joy and um, also a little pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> they are but yeah. that's such a great age that when they start to get like five six seven months old they're so sweet they are and I I actually I actually miss those ages I have a, a 16 year old and a 20 year old oh wow okay yeah yeah well, not so I don't sweet. I don't miss being those ages <laughs> <laughs> they're they're actually really good but it's uh you know it, it's different it goes very very fast I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody tells you that that's the one thing you always hear. It goes by fast. Also, it that really does. you won't get any sleep. You're always reminded how little sleep that you will get. Does he sleep well? He does, surprisingly. Oh, that's good. You know, some yeah. fussiness, nothing crazy. No, my son slept really, really well. Like, he napped until he was, like, in fourth grade. Oh, so. wow, that's lucky. <laughs> yeah. then, then I got... Then I got punished with the next one who didn't, who like was like eight months old. And she's like, yeah, no naps. Oh my and goodness. That was it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll making... keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> she's making up for it now at 16. So <laughs> it's not helpful now. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, with the little one like that, where do you find time to write? My God. Um, You know, during naps or during naps. my husband's, you know, watching him. We, we kind of trade off because my husband, he makes movies. Um, and so oh, very nice. our creative endeavors, they, they're very important to us. And so mm-hmm. when he's working on his movies, I'll be taking care of the baby and then he'll take care of the baby so I can do some writing. And, you know, you just find little bits of time where you can. Oh, do you work at all, outside the house at all? You know, I was a teacher. Oh, um, God bless you. Up until <laughs> this past December, and I decided to um, resign from my position because I had the baby and I was a little worried about COVID and going back. And I decided, you know, I'll, I'll, I've got enough savings right now to focus on my writing. <laughs> that is wonderful. I, mm-hmm. I'm actually a school nurse, so I understand. And mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's not- it's not the same environment. How long were you a teacher before before you? Well, I've been teaching in some capacity since 2009. The most recent position, I was there for five and a half years. 
Yeah, so you've seen a change even in, since you've started. It's just a very different world. Absolutely. And- <laughs> it's, it's crazy how it changed so quickly, too, and how yeah. fast you had to adapt. Yeah, it's. I feel very, very sorry for my um, teacher friends. I've been there since 2001, mm-hmm. so I've seen a humongous change in just, you know, the attitudes and what's going on and just everything with COVID has been very, very um, stressful for everybody involved. And, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and my son wants to be a teacher and I'm like, oh, do you really, really want to do that? <laughs> you know, it, it is so rewarding on so many levels. Right. Um, but it is also very stressful. You know, I, I, I give a lot of props to the people that still do it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. It is stressful. And I have seen a lot of teachers breaking down this year. And I, I'm hoping something changes so that, you know, we can keep some of these really good people where they belong teaching. And, and you know, because it is a very it is a very rewarding pro- profession for those who, you know, choose to stay in it. But it, I do not blame anyone who, <laughs> who taps out right now because if I wasn't so close to pension age, I'd be tapping out really, really quick. It, yeah, um, yeah. It's this whole different environment, like you said. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad that you got to, um, you know, focus on your writing. It's definitely a dream. It's a dream of mine. And I think it's a dream of a lot of people to be able to do that. Yeah, um, it's, it's very exciting to be able to do that right now. Now, what I know, I see that you have several things in, in Kindle, Kindle Vela, and I did check out something sweet for Christmas, because <laughs> I am a sucker for Christmas. Um, I actually, uh, full confession, it's February 6th, and I have my Christmas lights out. You know, um, you, you wouldn't be the only one. The only reason <laughs> they were taken down in my house is because we had to rearrange some things. <laughs> Well, I have repurposed them as Valentine's Day lights because Ooh. they are white and red. So smart move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very big, big fan of Christmas. Um, was, are you? You're, you're a big fan of Christmas as well. I assume that's why you wrote the Something Sweet for Christmas. Absolutely. I love Christmas. Um, it's my favorite holiday. It's always mm-hmm. been a wonderful time since childhood. And so... I had a friend who was on Kindle Vela who's like, oh, you should you should write a Christmas romance. And this was right before December started. And I was like, yeah, I, oh, suppose, I, could, I suppose I could do that. Um, and so I started <laughs> writing a Christmas romance. Oh, and wow. um, it's a sweet romance. It's the first sweet romance I've written. Usually I have steamier scenes in, in them. And this is very slow burn. And um yeah, it, it's been an exciting process to get my work out there on Bella and see people reading it and liking it and, you know, just enjoying the story. Yeah, well, I mean, I started reading it today. Um, I think I got to the chapter three and then um, we had to we had to go eat. Mm-hmm. But do you have do you have the whole thing out for something sweet for Christmas already or? There are three more chapters that need to be um put up on Vela and those mm-hmm. should be up within the week. Very good. So how mm-hmm. does it, how does it how does it actually work? How does it work for the readers first off? Um so I don't know if you've ever done any kind of serial serialized um, fiction reading, 
Um, I things have like not. Other than like magazines when I was little, I, I'm probably a, a slightly older than you. <laughs> when we used to get the like um, the YM in the mail and it'd be like Young Miss and it would mm-hmm. be like little stories and then you'd have to wait till the next month. But that was pretty much the story of our life back then in the 80s. So yeah, I mean, you can think <laughs> of you can think of Vela in, in a very similar way, just in a modern day capacity. Um, You know, readers go on the first three episodes of any story are free for them to check out. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, because it's serialized, you know, there's a small token price that you pay for Mm -hmm. each chapter um, to continue the story. Um, So, for example, I think, you know, my average chapter is maybe 10 tokens, Mm -hmm. um, which would equal out maybe 10 cents at most oh, okay yeah. yeah um so in terms of like pricing for readers it's it's an excellent way to you know keep focused on something and not have to pay a huge amount you know to get a paperback or or a hardcover or even an ebook sometimes um yeah so it, it's a lot of fun and they can um keep up to date with the stories and the writers, they'll post their episodes as they go along. So it's not necessarily that you get all the episodes at once. So there's always that ant- anticipation for when your next episode is going to be out. When can you mm-hmm. start reading again? It's almost like television for books. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how I would describe it. <laughs> do, you, do you find like that's difficult? Like, okay, so when I write, I feel like I go back so many times and I change like the first chapter so many times. Do you find that like difficult? Like, okay, you're done. You've written these first chapters. You, I mean, you can change them. But... Yes, you, you can go back and change the chapters as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not done that yet. Right. Um, unless I had an editing error that I hadn't caught the first time and then I'd go back right. and fix it. So when I write the serials, it's a little different than when I'm writing something that I plan to self-publish later on as an ebook. Um, mm-hmm. So with the serials, I, I generally write a few chapters to make sure that my first chapter, or a few before the one that I'm on, is how I want it to go with the, um, like the plot of the story. And then mm-hmm. I'll post a few chapters at a time when I can. Um, especially at the beginning, I like to have my first five chapters up right away, right? Um, you know, just to give the reader some some interest off the bat. Um, but it, it is definitely different to write for um, a serial platform than it is if you are going through the writing process to publish in some way, whether it's traditional or self-publish. Right. And, and, and have you you've self-published as well? No, I am planning on that. I have oh, okay. a book in the works. It's mm-hmm. um, in, in its drafting and um, it's a mafia romance and it might be my favorite Ooh. story I've ever written. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited for it, but it, it needs to be perfect before I let it go. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that actually sounds really interesting. That's definitely right up my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Something... sucker for mafia romances. <laughs> I ju- I'm just finding this whole Vela thing like I'm... I'm looking to try to take the plunge on it, but I, I'm so nervous. Like I've self-published for, mm-hmm. I don't know, almost 10 years now. So it's like, it's very hard to pull the trigger on something else, but I feel like this might be something to experiment in as long as I can have the the power to pull it out, right? I mean, is that is that is a 
yeah, option, but, right? Yeah, you, you want to make sure that you can stay up to date with releasing episodes. Um, right. I began publishing on Bella in mid to late December. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. new to it myself. Um, but I've already seen such, you know, a great readership that comes mm-hmm. with it. And one thing that's great is Amazon gives out bonuses each month mm-hmm. um, based on, well, we're not really sure what they're based on. If I'm being honest, we're thinking, <laughs> welcome to Amazon. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're thinking maybe reads or likes or who knows, they could change oh, it okay. each month for all we know. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, the bonuses definitely make it, it worthwhile when it comes to, you know, monetary, um, so there's like, reason, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting paid. It's not like a free, uh, free exactly. service. Exactly. Yep. But, We're getting paid. You get royalties and then you also have the bonuses. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking of the thing that I'm working on right now. Like I'm 90% done with it. And I feel mm-hmm. like I really want to get it out there, but I'm just... I would suggest Bella. One thing that's nice yeah. about Bella is that once you have your story completed, it mm-hmm. has to stay on for 30 days. Oh, like the last episode that you have. And then you can take it off and you can, you know, release it as an ebook or, you know, a paperback. Paperback. Mm -hmm. Do you you don't have to have a cover or anything like that? Um, I created my own cover in Canva for it. Um, So, I mean, you want something that looks nice. They have um, like a little circular image for you to put something in there. So um, some people have hand-drawn items. I just grabbed stuff off Bella and I created a cover. (laughs) Hey, it works. I mean, now I got the link to it from what you sent me for the Mm -hmm. the link tree. Now, how do you find readers for it? Is it it difficult to do or? It's a lot of marketing Mm -hmm. on your end. Um, I have a, a decent size following on Instagram. So I do mm-hmm. a lot of teasers on Instagram. I let people know when new episodes are out. Um, I've also joined several of the Kindle Vela groups. Um, and, you know, as writers, we're always supporting each other too. So I found some loyal readers through the writers in those groups. Um, and, you know, just word of mouth. And so it, it, it's been working out pretty well for me. That's wonderful. I'm 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 very in, inspired to hear that it's working because I do feel like at a certain point things get a little old and stale doing the same thing over and over again. And while it's hard to change, um, you know, being um, I don't know, like a leopard over here, <laughs> it's hard to change my spots. I think it does um, help to to throw things in in different, uh, throw your hat in different rings. Absolutely. You know, and I wasn't sure about Bella at first either. I have a friend who started on Bella when it came out last July. um, And she's the one that really encouraged me to just try it. And what I find with Bella is that it forces me to stay on a better writing schedule than maybe I would Mm -hmm. if I was planning on self-publishing. Right. Which is kind of nice. It, it really yeah. does force me to write and think about the story and where it's going. I'm, I don't know if you've ever heard the terms of pantser and plotter. Um, yep. I've, I've I'm, a, I'm a, a planter. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a pantser, but this uh-huh. is the first time with my Vela stories that I've plotted anything out. Yeah. Um, and it's worked really well for me because then at least I have something to follow and I, I can keep on a really great schedule. 
now that's that's definitely um a, mo- a motivation um mm-hmm. for me i what i've been working on I've, i i did it as uh, my nano ramo and um honestly i should have been done with it 2 months ago but i'm just like dragging my feet on it because it's very different from anything i've ever done so i'm thinking bella may be um definitely a path to go especially if i maybe i could use a um a pen name or something <laughs> oh yeah you can definitely use pen names um you know you can use pen names you can have multiple authors in case you have anyone that you're writing a story with there's right. a lot of options and i i highly suggest taking the plunge yeah. yeah give it a try i mean the worst that happens is you put some episodes up you wait the 30 days and you take them down right right mm-hmm. no no i i you have definitely inspired me. Thank you very much. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> so let's let's get into. I mean, it doesn't have to be about you know something sweet for Christmas. Although I am a sucker for uh, bakery novels and <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> is then you're gonna like the next one in the in the series. Um, is, is it about I don't a know how far it's got a bookshop in it. Yep. Well, right, it's a, it's about a bookshop. <laughs> dream to open a bookstore mm-hmm. and and like um I orig- originally wanted to have one that would have cats and books but then you know you can't serve food so that would be bad that's true <laughs> not with, yeah not with cats <laughs> my my best friend and I we've always joked about opening a bakery bookstore together <laughs> well you can do that as long as you don't have animals you yeah, can't combine the three <laughs> what's the fun of having a bookshop without a cat cats wandering around oh gosh uh so i mean it doesn't have to be about this one the question that i'm gonna ask but who would play your main characters in a movie oh goodness um well i think i will go with the something sweet for christmas um i would say marley she's my main female uh-huh. character she's the bakery owner who's um about to get evicted i could i could see someone like um like an emma roberts or a, a lucy hale um playing her somebody who can pull off a little bit of quirkiness but also Uh um a little bit of sarcasm and and you know have that little edge to her i was gonna go with canvas cameron but never mind you 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 know you know that would be that would be good (laughs) i've had quite a few people tell me that the story could easily become a hallmark movie and yes. so Candace Cameron in that way would be perfect for that uh, role. <laughs> she's the queen of Hallmark movies. She is the queen of Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you wrote a memoir, what would the title be? Oh, um, Just Jess. Okay. Yeah. That's very, very honest. Then yeah. <laughs> Just Jess. And then, then, you know, who knows what it would be about as long as it's just about me, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I, I have a lot of writer friends and I have a lot of writers that I am friendly with, like on these Facebook groups and stuff. These are some of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. I honestly could probably read for the rest of my life if they all wrote memoirs, mm-hmm. you know, without even having to write, you know, without even having to read anything else. Some, some people <laughs> really have interesting lives. They really um, do. It's amazing. Yeah, which is why I love this podcast so much. I just, I, I've interviewed people from like, um, you know, Australia and England and, and California. And it's just, so everybody has such different lives. And it's, it's really, it's really interesting to see like we all come together in this creative arena and just 
you know, are very, it's a very, also a very supportive group. I was just about to say that the writer community <laughs> community is so supportive. I've met so many people just through, you know, writer groups or the writer community on Instagram. And it's amazing how supportive everyone is of each other. Right. And it's not like competitive. It, it should be competitive, but it's not, you know, it's, not. it's like, there's so many, like, you know, there's something out there for everybody. And I don't feel like I'm ever in competition with anybody. It's like, you do great. Or the other person, you know, that I'm talking to does great. And like, I feel like I can really applaud people when they're, they're doing great in their careers. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it makes me happy, you know, that you guys do great or it's just, it's, I really feel like it's a very, you're, you're right. Supportive community where everybody is, just applauding everybody and, and, and pushing them to be the best that they can be. And I don't know, maybe this is Margarita's talking, but. <laughs> no, it's not the Margarita at all. It's a very supportive community. <laughs> you know, and I've been parts of different, like, you know, it, there's never any of that, that back talking. Like, I, I'm sure you're on different groups in Facebook, probably mom's groups, which are like, oh my God. Oh no, now. don't ever join a mom group on Facebook. <laughs> I Actually, I mean, that's not true. There's one group I've joined that is so competitive, but you know what? <laughs> it's crazy. It's a writing mom group. Oh, oh, okay. So there, there's the difference. <laughs> oh, no. There are some groups, like, I, it's just so catty that I'm like, there's like dog owner groups that are so catty that I'm like, why am I even in this? Like, yeah. why are you, nobody's, you know, has anybody else's back. Nobody's really looking out for anybody else. And it just makes you sad. And and then you come to these writer groups and you're like, oh my God, my, my faith in humanity is restored because I just think writers are just some of the greatest people in the world. And, you know. I, I think it's the creativity that flows. Yeah. Us. Mm-hmm. And and you can read books forever. It's not like mm-hmm. oh you read you read my book, you're not going to read your book. And you I know? think I think for so many genres, there needs to be a level of empathy and compassion as well. Right. Even if you know you you're writing about a murder mystery or <laughs> you know some fantasy where people are killing and spilling guts, but there still needs to be something that connects the reader to that story. Right. And writers are such good, you know, they're really good at being able to do that, mm-hmm. being able to like draw you in. And like, I've read many stories where I'm like, eh, I'm not feeling this person or this character or this whatever, but so many other people. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel like I've just, you know, had a piece of my heart torn out or, you know, yeah. I've been there in this story. And it's, 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 it takes talent, but I think there's so many talented people out there and mm-hmm. we really need I'm, I'm hoping that we can really get people reading more I know this sounds crazy but I think stuff like like the Kindavella, like it'd be great for kids and stuff like that that are more prone to reading on their phones and it's not immediate but there is that level of anticipation that might keep you entertained and interested and, and like I said it's it's you know the television of books you're always waiting for that next episode to come out of course I'm talking from my childhood you know which <laughs> I mean I, I was a kid in the 90s and so you always had your favorite shows and they only released one episode a week so there was yeah. always that excitement about what will happen next week and I'm not sure that 
that that still exists these days with Netflix, no. like you said. <laughs> no, my kids don't even understand why I can't go to the bathroom in the middle of the show. I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't you, work you that way. <laughs> you can't go to the bathroom. What are you talking about? So, you mommy for the, the commercial break and time everything just perfectly, and hopefully, no one calls during it. <laughs> right. And and I grew up in a family of four kids, so like you had to. The commercial break was like two and a half minutes. Everybody had exactly thirty seconds to pee and get out of there, and that was it. So you just got accustomed to holding it. Mm-hmm. And then there's always the yelling, the show's back on. It's back on. Mm-hmm. You're missing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and there was no rewinding. So I, I think the kids are kind of missing out on that. <laughs> there's oh, a very like... high level of immediacy these days. Yeah. Oh, my God. So what are you, are you reading anything right now? Do you even have time to read? You know, when I do find time to read, I'm reading, oddly enough, not oddly enough, but I'm reading a Kindle Bella story. Um, called Experience. It's Mm -hmm. by an author named May Lark. Okay. Um, And it's a romance. It's a second chance romance. Um, And it's it's fabulous. It's about these two uh, people who have a chance meeting as as teenagers. um, Mm -hmm. And and then they don't see each other again for however many years until they just happen to run into each other because she gets hired to redesign a club that he owns. Um, and so they, they kind of wonder if it's the same person from their childhood. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's a lot of fun and the characters right. are fabulous and, and yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. And you're, and you're really getting into it waiting mm-hmm. for the next episode, <laughs> waiting for the next episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, now I have to dive into that. <laughs> you should. Another. It's, it's a great book. <laughs> I need another thing to dive in. <laughs> My PBR list is so long right now. I can't even, uh, it's like 700 books on it. Uh. Yeah, I think I stopped <laughs> creating that because I just feel like any book that I ever get is going to be on the TBR list. So Yeah, well, especially with a five-month-old. I don't think I ever mm. read when they were little. Oh, God. Sleep was all you could do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of sleeping when you can, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so you read a lot in the past. Can you name a book that made you cry? Um, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the one that comes to mind, and I, I don't even know why this comes to mind so quickly, is John Steinbeck's The Pearl. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's a short novella. I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, I, I, we read it for book club a couple of years ago, and it was, it was good, yeah. You know, and the, the story is kind of slow, and... And it's it's a lot of imagery, and John Steinbeck is brilliant at that. But I don't want to give anything away. But the the, <laughs> the last chapter just it kills me every time. Um, and I I read it with students before, and every time I get to that part, I just had to have somebody else read it because I knew that if I read those words, I would start tearing up in front of the class. <laughs> And there's nothing worse than that. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I think it take, it's actually takes a very talented person to make you cry during a book because mm-hmm. I think like you can cry during a movie or whatever very easily because you have that imagery right in front mm-hmm. of you. But for somebody to make you cry during a book or at the end of a book or in a part of a book, I think that's like really talented. <laughs> I absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I can think of like. I don't often cry at books, but I did definitely cry at, oh, I can't even remember the name of the book, the one, the John Green book, where the, the two 
teenagers. Uh, uh, looking God. for Alaska? No, my God, it's the other one. Uh, uh, it has a blue cover. I mean, this is Will Grayson, terrible. Will Grayson? No, Jesus. When, when, well, when, maybe, I'll just name all of them. Oh, oh, oh the one... God. The one on the I'm like, oh my god, I'm a cliche person now. I'm crying at a fault in our stars, but it was that was that kind of stuff is like devastating to me. Oh, and I'm like, absolutely. oh god, mm-hmm. <laughs> just sit there and cry. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to read that out loud either, probably. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think there's any other ones that I, I readily cry at, and I just I don't know. It you is very think hard, the pearl. Isn't it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you know that there there have been other books that you've cried at because I've yeah. definitely been crying and my husband will look over and he's like, Are you okay? I'm just like, Yeah, it's just so much in this book and it's on the pages and it's something really sad. <laughs> but it's like that ugly cry where you can't even control it and you're yeah, like, your entire you're like... face gets splotchy. <laughs> you're snorkeling, you're like <laughs> He's like, oh my god! Like for the fifteenth time, I watched Titanic. You know, I'm like sobbing hysterically. He's like, you know, Jack dies, right? I mean, come on, this is getting old. You know, the ship sinks, right? <laughs> you know, she doesn't let him on the door. It's- yeah, we, let's not even get into that. It's my there was room. Movie. There was room. <laughs> hey, listen, I was the first person in the in the theater screaming, no. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> All right, well on a happier note <laughs> You have to give up the one thing you depend on the most every day. What is it? Oh definitely caffeine. Without <laughs> it a doubt. Be very very common. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it is. answer. I I'm just trying to think of other things that I mean I guess caffeine is the thing that I should be giving up every day. No, um, no, you have a five month old never ever give up caffeine. Ever. Yeah. I I never even drank coffee until my son was like three, four months old. And I was like, why am I so tired all the time? I don't understand this. Let me my drink blood coffee. Is pure. <laughs> the kids will suck the life out of you. And now and now he sleeps like you know, 20 out of 24 hours. And I'm like, why are you tired? You do nothing. You go to school, you go to work. It's like rarely more, rarely in the same day. (laughs) And it's like, why are you even tired? Uh, (laughs) All right. So you pull up to your house and it's on fire. You can only save, save one item, not a person or animal. They're already out. They're on the front lawn. What what are you going to save? Oh, um, hmm. I guess I would have to go with a keepsake from my grandmother um, oh do you yeah. tell you know I mean I guess in terms of keepsake it's not really a keepsake but it is something that I got from her when I was one years old so I'm going to consider oh. it as one it's this little um blanket and stuffed animal set that I've just kept Aww. with me all those years and you know I, I can't explain why I've kept it with me except that it's from my grandma <laughs> Yeah, those those grandmas are very powerful people. They, yeah, <laughs> they are very special people. And and was she alive for for a long time? Or? She is still alive. She oh, is. She's still alive. Oh, she is lucky. kicking it at kicking it oh. at ninety two, and <gasps> she is as um, spry as ever. And she is getting cranky, but also <laughs> um, she's she she's a joy to have around she's you know the the glue of the family as as cliche as that sounds and um 
it's that's wonderful (laughs) you take her love with her contradictory uh, (laughs) nature and and it's perfection somehow (laughs) oh that's wonderful I mean I, I lost all my grandparents before they were like 65 years old so but I was very very blessed to have them in my life and I think Mm-hmm. So many kids are not, and it, it's so sad because it's there's nothing like a grandmother's love ever. You know, you know? I, I I agree. I you know <laughs> I think back to all those fun moments of childhood. My family, my my that's my mother's mom, um, and so my mother comes from a very large family, and we've always been very close. And so it was always my grandmother, you know, kind of holding us all together, and we'd always have Sunday dinners and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of lovely memories to have. Yeah, no, and it, you're very, very lucky to still be able to, to have that. I, mm-hmm. I wish my, my grandparents were able to, like, meet my kids. Well, I mean, my one grandmother was, she was, she died when my son was a year old. And my great-grandmother sorry, actually was a lot. Well, that's a long time. It was, thank you. It was a long time ago. But um, my great-grandmother was actually alive at the time. So we have this one picture of five generations yeah, it was five generations because it was wow. my great grandmother and my grandmother and my mother and me and my son. And it was just nice to have that for just such a short period of time. I'm so jealous of people that, you know, still have their grandparents, you mm-hmm. know, in the thirties and forties. It's just amazing mm-hmm. to just have that also um, you know, that history. You 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 know, they love to talk about what used to happen, you know, in the fifties and sixties and they love to share that. And yeah. It's it's sad when you lose people of that age. You don't mm-hmm. get that anymore. You know. Yeah, I almost wish it was it was more commonplace for people to record those stories. You know, yeah. and just have them as you as you move along in life. Yeah, just so that kids nowadays can really feel that. Like I feel like whenever my grandparents would tell stories, like I actually felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. I could understand what they were talking about, and I, I, don't, I, I feel sorry for the kids now that really don't get that, and they, mm-hmm. well, they don't listen, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like I was probably the greatest listener in the world. I probably wasn't <laughs> like I was like, you know what? There's 902 on the ozone. I gotta go right now, Grandma. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you get two and a half minutes during the commercial, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's great you you know your social media and all that yeah I'm uh very active on Instagram at Mm -hmm. Jessica Brown author um I have a Facebook author page the same title and um I'm trying to start TikTok (laughs) (laughs) me too it's not fun (laughs) that goes you can access all of my links through my Instagram page because I have Mm -hmm. a tree there um yes so that's the easiest place to find me is on Instagram very good. Yes, I see. I just followed you on Instagram, so I'll be checking out what you're doing there. Wonderful. <laughs> keeping keeping up with you there. Because I think a lot of us, um, you know, have one particular, you know, social media platform that we prefer to others. I know some people love TikTok. I'm not one of them, but... You know, yeah. I, I am determined to figure it out because <laughs> it, it, it the readers love it. They love yeah. seeing you. They yeah. love interacting with you. And and it's the way to go right now. Yeah, I'm cheating, actually. I have my 16-year-old <laughs> making the videos for me. So oh, that's perfect. I'm yeah, jealous. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm like, there has to be some advantage to living here. I'm going to make a TikTok <laughs> video for me. 
you know, and again, an eye roll and a lot of grief for my ideas, but yeah, <laughs> there's an advantage to feeding you, kid. <laughs> yeah. I raised you, now make my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I taught you how to wipe yourself. Make my TikTok. <laughs> she doesn't like to hear that, especially in public. I don't understand why. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Oh my god. Well, Jessica, it was wonderful talking to you. I, I really so much enjoyed fun. this conversation. Thank you for enlightening me on uh Kindle Vella. I will definitely need to check it out. Um, and I definitely need to find out what happens to the poor bakery oh, right before well, Christmas. Only three more chapters, only three more episodes, and, oh. and you'll know. <laughs> oh good. All right. I hope I hope everything works out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give anything away. <laughs> I have to read it to find out. <laughs> All right. So I will I will uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, you have a wonderful Maybe evening. My, my episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. for joining me on this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter with author Jessica Brown. Make sure you check out her links in the show notes to all of her social media pages. Um, follow her on Instagram. Check out her Facebook page. Go over to her TikTok. Uh, definitely, definitely check out her Kindle Vela stories, Staying Lost, and Something Sweet for Christmas. Join me next week when I talk to fantasy YA writer Z Laxon, and we have a laugh there too, so you don't want to miss that. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.